as I said before, we've sort of been forced to, to look at this in a different light, which, if I'm honest with you, is has been refreshing. Um, it's made this time even more interesting because we've suddenly got all these different verticals that, that we're sort of juggling. It's quite nice to do something different. I love music to the bottom of my heart. I, I, I absolutely adore it and live music. And I'm, I'm upset that, that there's no festivals going on. I'm upset that I can't so, go so see a gig. On today's show, we're talking to Niall Green. He's the CEO of Second Screen. And we're talking about all sorts of different things from music to live events to pivoting a business and mental health and well-being. This is Tech Talks. It's your twice-weekly technology podcast with myself, David Savage, uh, exploring news and views from across the tech industry. Hello, Akish. How are you? Hello, Dave. Uh, I'm all right, mate. I'm very well. I'm very, very well. How are you? you I'm, not, well? I'm, I'm not. I'm <laughs> not. No? No, because we're having a meal as a, as a Tech Talks team in about uh, two hours. We and are. I can't find anything vegan on delivery that I remotely want to eat. This is a terrible idea. I think oh. it's two days of trying to be vegan and I'm close to being like, I'm sod this. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you order loads of um, like starters and, and have turn it into like a... <laughs> tapas i'm sure you could have like a, a salad and i don't know maybe some vegetable spring rolls or I don't the know. worst tapas ever yeah probably yeah but lockdown tapas you know just lockdown tapas mix it up a little bit mix it up <sighs> it's because we watched <laughs> this thing on netflix that my brother-in-law has been trying to get us to watch called the game changers yep seen that yeah 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 and Ooh. so we were like oh inflammation it brings down inflammation my wife suffers with kind of some aspects around inflammation on on wonderful. So we thought if it can reduce inflammation, that might be a good thing. Maybe we should try being vegan then. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how people do it. To, um, <laughs> I mean, not to not to dampen your your efforts, but you you know that like they they apparently stuff in game changers was made up just for that documentary, and like there's certain things that they fudged up apparently. Probably. So, yeah. So if, I don't know. But look, it's got its effects and stuff. I mean, just for the record, obviously, I'm not a vegan or vegetarian or whatever. But neither am um, I yet. In fact, <laughs> I, in fact, I, I was I was looking at what I'm going to be ordering for our uh, meal, and I've got loads of options. I think so. Yeah, because because you're not <laughs> doing some stupid. Oh, I hate <laughs> no, myself and, already. And I haven't got a wife in the house who you know I'm I'm kind of doing it with. So do what I want, really. Do what I want. I've oh, been having loads of cake this week, mate. So that's probably yeah. I've seen thing. that. I love cake. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> um, yes, we will hand over to our interview. It is with Niall from Second Screen and Gigwise. Uh, plenty to get our teeth stuck into here, ranging from music to pivoting a business to mental health and well-being. Uh, myself and Akisha will come back to you afterwards with some commentary, and then we'll have a very quick bit of technology news. Today, I am talking to Niall Green, the CEO of Second Screen. How are you this morning, Niall? Very well, thank you. Dealing Stuck with in a basement, you said. Yes. It's chilly. I'm sat here in a woolly hat and a hoodie indoors, <laughs> uh, which is a stark contrast to what we had last week. Um, but otherwise, all is well. Tell us a little bit about Second Screen and the business that you run. Um, Second Screen, um, it's, it's sort of... One of one of two businesses that that that, that I run, um, both are in the same space, but but um, are treated sort of separately. Um, <clears throat> Second screen for the for the most part is a um, I have to say is, but but actually now was for the time being a, a 
company that serviced the live events industry with technologies. Um, so we built mobile apps um, that feature the the sort of lineup timings and the maps and all of the sort of juicy stuff that um, attendees want to have access to. Um, but then we also provide a whole sort of suite of, of backend um, functionalities that uh, make the promoters' lives easier. So anything from um, issuing passes and accreditation systems to um, to um, sort of vehicle access platforms and, and all the way down to risk assessments and all sorts of stuff that we do for, for people like Carnival and, and working quite closely with the police. Um, and then on the other side, I have a my other sort of role as um, director of Gigwise is much more glossy, let's say. Um, but again, uh, sort of based in live music, which in this time is, is interesting, um, to say the least. So, yeah, it's very much, it's quite a tricky one to answer because I think it's it's literally changing by the hour at the moment. We've had so many different requests in from sort of local business owners and, and people that are now sort of looking at this um, this sort of pandemic as, as an opportunity to to write to, to to widen the reach of their business um i mean we've had everyone from from sort of local yoga instructors here looking at how they can get themselves online properly finally now that they've got the time to do it now that they're at home and they haven't got clients to service um in a physical sense um and then similarly looking at how we can we can try and help some of these festivals um survive this very testing time let's say mm. um and yeah where we sort of sit in that i mean it's been as i said before we've sort of been forced to to look at this in a different light which if i'm honest with you is has been refreshing um it's definitely been a challenge but it's something that i feel like we we got very we got quite comfortable in music um which is not a bad thing at all um but it has meant that it's made this time even more interesting because we've suddenly got all these different verticals that, that we're sort of juggling. Um, yeah. And it's quite nice to do something different. I love music to the bottom of my heart. I, I, I absolutely adore it and live music. And I'm, I'm upset that, that there's no festivals going on. I'm upset that I can't so, go so see a gig. So if I jump in, your love of music, that, that is the origin for the businesses that you run, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I came, so I came out of, 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 of school, having, uh, had um, studied photography and, and cinematography my whole life and went out to get a job and had a, a, a pretty incredible CV from jobs that I'd worked on throughout my childhood um, and couldn't get a job for love nor money in TV. Um it was, I found myself sort of, I would have to go and, and, and make the tea for the guy that makes the coffee, but I'd already been, been, been working in that industry for quite a while before I'd got to the point where I came to London or came back to London from, from where I was living. Um, and it was at that point that I sort of made a couple of changes in what I was doing and transitioned into music, which started um, with uh, music management of some sort of smaller scale bands um, and then landed me in in a position where um, I was internal on sort of um, inside uh, at the time William Morris's offices 
talking to them about fan engagement, like I knew what that meant at the time. Um, <laughs> and they they were looking for answers uh, to questions I didn't quite understand in that first meeting, but came to. Um, and and that sort of was the beginning of the journey of, of, of Second Screen. Out of interest, then, if we skip forward to where we, where we are now today, and you're talking about the effects that lockdown is having on industry and lots of new um, entrants to it, people thinking about how they can take stuff like yoga classes online, but specifically around music. Um, you know, we had one, one world together at home, what, two weeks? No, not even that, maybe a week and a half ago. Yeah. How did you view that? And do you think that might be a template that, say, a Glastonbury could look at and go, well, this, this might be a way of engaging with people? Because I suppose it does, does, does take away the need for Glastonbury if that's the model, because half the charm surely is going to Worthy Farm and all of the, all the thing around it and the pyramid stage itself yeah i mean so it's it's quite a, a a tricky one to answer if i'm honest because i um i i can only obviously give my opinion on on where the market's at and where i think we'll will end up eventually and i want to sort of drive that home that it is just my opinion but i think that the 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 landscape has definitely changed there is no there is no live events and everyone's playing catch up at the same time, I feel like what we're seeing at the moment in terms of um, a lot of these uh, free online gigs, mm. um, personally, in, in in my opinion, I don't see that that being something that that will continue for for a lot longer. Um, I think that that if we are to expect artists to perform for us in our front rooms then at some point they're going to be one they're, they're, they're going to want to be compensated for that um which is where we've really been focusing our time um so we we obviously saw the boom in in uh the live streaming happening the day that we all went into lockdown and it was wonderful everyone came together um but i'm yet to see anything really that's that's groundbreaking and and in terms of in terms of sort of merging live streams together if you've got bands that are performing from different locations all over the world that's a very large task to tackle um especially by lots of uh local individuals now rather than organizations um so we yeah i mean we we uh, uh, gig wise i mean our first cancellation was um was south by southwest of which we were putting on a showcase um so we had five bands that were going out to south by southwest we'd secured a venue we paid for all of the tickets um we bought our insurance we were so far down the line with it and, and we were actually supposed to be leaving the week after um we we got confirmation that that was cancelling um so we started working on a a broadcast version of our of our um of our showcase if you like um looking at how we could potentially get people who would otherwise have bought tickets to come and see us in um in america um for a lower price point but we'll deliver it to their front room um by way of of either through their desktop or through the gigwise mobile app um yeah. or or through uh, apple tv or or android tv applications that we've we've built since um the reason for that being that we we went into it thinking, okay, look, we've lost a lot of money. If we can recoup any of that, great. Um, but actually, the bands have lost out a whole lot more money than we have, um, mm. which 
for me when we're looking at the type of bands that that we were working with in that instance and very much grassroots um bands who have to sort of prove they've got a certain amount of money in an account and it's quite a difficult task for them to be able to go and play something like that so to to hear that they've lost thousands of pounds is is heartbreaking really um so we put together this model and and we're due to go live with it soon um and again it's looking more at that broadcast rather than live streaming aspect so um i think it's great that people are are doing things from home with their phone and they're they're making the best of a bad situation i think it's beautiful continue doing it 100 um but i do think that there is there is soon going to come a time where people are going to want that production value. I mean, I've even heard people just from being at home again. Um, I was talking to my mum last night and she was like, there's just nothing to watch on TV. Do you, do you worry um, about possibly the likes of Netflix seeing an opportunity here? If you kind of think about the way that they've very much gone after the stand-up comedy market, but equally in the last couple of years, music, you kind of think about Beyonce and Coachella and, and the production that they put together and how that was put on the Netflix Netflix platform. I suppose they could be looking at this as a bit of an opportunity and that might make it harder for new music stars to come to the fore like they have done in recent years. Absolutely. And I think that we're very much relying on, especially in Gigwise's case. Um, so Gigwise has been running for about 19 years now. I've, I've, I've been in charge of it for about three. Um, and they've very much always dealt with indie and sort of rock and roll music from a grassroots level. Um, and in turn, we have a, a pretty much a worldwide cult following in that respect. Um, so we, we very much uh, within a within a niche um, that that are more than willing to to go out of their way to go and see these bands in different cities around the around the country at least um and if we look at traffic i mean about sort of 40 percent of our traffic on a on a weekly basis comes in from the states so we're also getting all of the a lot of americans coming in and and, and looking at english grass grassroots um music scene so i mean in terms of of where we sit in the marketplace the way that we're looking at it is is we'll be charging for for tickets we we are partnering with brands um but at the same time we're we're looking for we're looking at it in a sense that as long as the ticket doesn't cost more than you would pay usually for a pint in london then we're we're probably in with a shot of being able to 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 service this particular sort of side of the market um that being said, obviously we, we we developed this particular product with, with South by Southwest in mind, um, but obviously through Second Screen we've we've then taken that and we've expanded it and we've just made it something that we can offer to anyone, um, which is where sort of the conversations around the health and well-being and the local yoga instructor and that sort of stuff is all flowing through the yeah, Second let's... Screen business. Let's t- let's pick up on that because it's interesting. Because whereas the local yoga instructor is having to pivot and offer something a bit different, and you know gyms are doing Instagram live classes and all sorts of different kind of variations of trying to take their product out. What what does it mean for your business? Because you you have got an app that you're launching called called Clarity. Um, as I understand it, that's designed to help the nation navigate their way through COVID emotionally and mentally. It'd be interesting to know basically what effect the lockdown's having on your businesses and how you're pivoting to make sure that you're offering something that feels like it's got some weight to it at the minute. So the, for, 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 from our side with with um, with second screen, it's obviously a little bit easier 
um, to offer services outside of the music industry. In in truth, what we were doing before is we were building forums. The fact that they had uh, the lineup information and the map and that sort of thing um, was very music specific. But but if you take those elements out of the picture of our of our white label platform, you're you're essentially left with a branded social network. So so giving people the ability to connect. Um, and one of the spaces, obviously, that that is uh very important to have connection within is health and well-being so um we started exploring that um quite a couple of weeks before the the lockdown with um with meg matthews she's got a company called meg's menopause where she advises uh women on on um, on the menopause and she wanted a mobile platform that would have um a tracker within it so that women could um track their their menopause journey and and have sort of tips and recipes and things that help um and then when we moved into the the sort of lockdown and we saw we saw that that it was like events were cancelling daily we were like okay we need to have a think about how we reshape ourselves into something that can be more general and we took clarity as a as a first step to do that um and clarity is, is now in the marketplace you can download it on ios and android um and initially, like you said, we, we were looking at, at, at sort of um, COVID-19 as, as the topic of this forum. Um, but after a couple of, well, it was probably a couple of days worth of brainstorming with the whole team, um, we actually realized that that really there's a bigger picture here and, and not to sort of, not to, to take away any, obviously the, the pandemic, the pandemic is, 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 horrendous and I, I hope we will get through it but um the the mental health fallout on the other side of it is something that we're going to have to deal with for a lot longer i think than, mm. than we will the pandemic itself um i know especially and and really sort of this is where it comes back into into music is um we've taken a lot of creative types um and we've locked them away and a lot of them are struggling um and through clarity what we're trying to do is is again in the same way that, that we did with the with the menopause is just try and ask people how they're doing on a daily basis and build up a picture of sort of anonymized data but but essentially how long have people been isolating for what effect is that having on things like sleep um asking them direct questions about things like do you watch the news and do you feel like that's beneficial to you are you getting enough information from it and is that affecting your well-being mm. um so actually looking at how how potentially sort of the, the the data we're gathering now could could maybe in in the future be used by some of our partners to actually shape the way that they deal with the communications around something like this um and then we bring we bring the Gigwise team in the up the inside with uh with all of the sort of glossy content. We've got a, a couple of different um, content providers in there. So um, what we're doing is a, a weekly cultural edit, if you like, of of activities and and things that are happening online. Um, but sort of cutting through the noise. Obviously, there's tons of things happening on a daily basis now. Um, so what we're doing is at the moment every Monday we'll release a new uh, a new cultural edit where you can go in and see um, all of the live streams that are happening. Whether that's Joe Wicks doing an exercise class or an Italian grandma making pasta. I mean, it's there's there's everything and anything now being live streamed, um, and we are just working to categorize that a little bit. Um, yeah. And it's going really well. It's nice that people are talking to each other and 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 looking at how like 
they're dealing with their own lockdown and, and sharing that information. Um, I think that, that what's unique in this situation is that we're all dealing with the exact same thing. It's just that some people seem to be coping with it better than others. Um, but for me, it's it's I want to hear from those people that are coping better than others, and I want to know why. Um, and not in a not in a sort of I need their wisdom sort of way, but but someone out there might resonate with their story a little bit and go, actually, you know what? Our situations are similar. And if I just think about this in a slightly different way, maybe I'll feel better. We obviously the the health and well-being, I think, is actually going to be something that 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 really is is where we where we end up after this, if I'm honest. Um, and exploring how. Because for, 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 for me, at least on the other side of this pandemic, we're, we're still going to have a, a large section of of the population as a whole throughout the world that are still quite scared to go to things like live events and go to festivals mm-hmm. and, and places where you've got 50,000 people standing in a field. Um, I mean, we, we've 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 got people that are already quite sort of scared of, of large crowds anyway um, throughout society. So you throw something like this into the mix and really it's not of interest to them. I think we also have to think of the older generations um, where for, for them, there may be people that, that once loved going to, to festivals like Glastonbury or Isle of Wight that have a, uh, an older audience, let's say, um, but actually it's not really feasible anymore. They're not going to take that risk. Um, and if we can get through this time by live streaming, whatever we can with the festivals, but trying to keep the festivals minds as open and, and, and broad as possible so that live streaming isn't something that is a fix for today, for today, but is something that is, is continued to be used um, forever. Then there's a huge opportunity for us to to live stream to people in hospitals. There's a huge opportunity for us to to get to people um, who may not attend specific events because of accessibility issues. Um, yeah, there's a there's a wider picture here that that's 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 quite interesting, and that all really feeds back into this health and well-being. Um, there's a lot of people that don't get to go to 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 local gigs even because they're maybe in a wheelchair and they can't get into the venue. Well, let's stream that to their house. There's no, and now, now there's no excuse because we're all streaming. It's great to hear that the business is having to think about different directions and new opportunities and looking at it, looking at it in that positive sense. So I really, I don't really have a choice in it. I think I'd go mad. (laughs) That's true. true. Well, I I appreciate your time spent with us today. And uh, yeah, good luck for the months ahead. Thank you very much, mate. One one of the things that I loved him talking about here uh, was when he was talking about Clarity, the app that they've released. um, Mm. And he was talking about Gigwise and and they were talking about a weekly editorial on there. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's, brilliant that's so great for this current time because i don't know about you but i feel like i am getting flooded with content and i mean i know i say that it's kind of ironic because i make podcasts and put Mm. content out all the time but there is so much out there now and so many people are streaming live streaming events zoom meetings all these other bits and pieces um Last night, I noticed that Magic Radio had a Robbie Williams live at home thing and radio stations are branching out into streaming on various different social platforms. And knowing what is actually worth turning on and tuning into is mm. quite hard. 
So them kind of cutting through that and collating, you know, not just that Joe Wicks is doing his thing, but there's an Italian grandma making pasta. Yeah. I think we need stuff like this. We need people to help us navigate through the, just the avalanche of stuff that's suddenly out there. Yeah. And I think it's, there's, like you said, there's so much out there. It, it only takes for you to, in the evening, I find after about seven o'clock, if you, for those that have Instagram that listen to this, if you go on your Instagram and just look at how many live, insta you know story things or whatever they're called how many people are live and i'm a massive sports fan and i've never seen half of all these like pundits of um you know ex kind of football players cricket players whatever everyone's on this this kind of live stream and you know interviews and stuff and while some of the content is really really good i also think and i'll come to kind of music artists and stuff i also think it's a marketing ploy for them to keep relevant a little bit, you know, yeah, um, yeah. it's, it's a massive thing. I mean, I, I, I don't know if, if you know him, but there's a, there's a R and B hip hop person called Tory lanes. And when this lockdown stuff first started happening, he started doing these Insta live um, kind of sessions with his fans, right. Where you just kind of drop in and, and you, and you kind of do stuff. Um, but then it just turned into like people doing some ridiculous things, you know, like, almost committing or criminal acts on on social media right and it was just like and i think that's now been stopped by the the police and and you know kind of the, the authorities but whilst it's good it can also be you know kind of quite negative as well but then we, we, look we've also seen great things i mean what what happened a few weeks ago about um was it was it children in need or, or something like that mm. which which was all done remotely and you know kind of oh things. the one world together the the musical one concert. world that's the one that's the one one so, world at home together yeah. yeah that's it that's it so yeah children in need i don't know what i was thinking but um but yeah like you know you, you see the amount of money and stuff raised and you know things going to a good cause but yeah that app i think is is something which i need anyway because you just end up wasting a lot of time don't you i don't know about you yeah but. and i like that they are you know openly capturing data you know uh, so so that they can help shape future communications, actually get it on point, rather than just this avalanche that just kind of is a little bit overwhelming, to be perfectly honest. Mm. You know, there's there's a lot there about, uh, you know, out there at the minute about people not sleeping properly, um, news, you know, how much news should you consume a day? When should you turn on the news? Um, that whole piece around well-being is, is only going to be stretched further by this this just this constant noise in the background that is very difficult now to turn off i think it's more difficult to turn off because we're in our houses and mm. it is the only kind of form of distraction that we've got we can't go out to the pub we can't go to the theater we can't you know mm. so i think it's even harder than it's been previously to put your phone down yeah and i think i think well now so i'm i'm finding that it's the only way that i'm actually finding out about what's going on in other places you know whereas yeah like you said go to the pub you go see some friends you know talk to someone in a shop talk to your barber talk to you know people that that help you do your ironing and and you know whatever and you just get flavors of, of what's going on in various places you know what other mm. people are doing whereas now all you've got is social media you've got your tv and you know you've got kind of all these websites with ridiculous amounts of content and what we have to be careful of as well is you've got to make sure that the content that you are taking in is actually 
credible and, and legible, yeah. you know. Now more so than ever, I think I, I read a um, an article yesterday, in fact, but apparently like the fake news creators or people, you know, that that's kind of main job is for fake news. Um, it, it's it's commit. Well, it's contributing to to the highest suicidal rate in in America at the moment. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, you kind of think you just got to be careful. Um, and Niall makes the, makes the perfectly valid point that you've got to look at the bigger picture. It's not just about the now. It's, mm. you know, that we're locking creatives in rooms. We're locking salespeople's, salespersons, rather, in Correct. their homes and in their room. Uh, you know, it's it's not normal. And actually, it's not just normal, not normal for creatives and salespeople and people who like being in front of people. It's not normal for people full stop. We are not wired this way. Mm. Um we, people are already beginning to talk about Zoom fatigue. Um, it's it's great that we've got the technology, but it is not an alternative for actually meeting someone face to face and having a proper yeah. conversation. Um, and the mental health fallout from this is going to be long term and severe, and and we need to think about that. And it's great to see that a business that is primarily about events and live music is pivoting towards how can we really make sure that we're relevant and helping. Mm, massively and, and i think the fact that well organizations like niles and I'm, I'm sure there's there's other similar um you know kind of companies out there or, or app creators and, and that sort of thing but i think people like that that are forward thinking at this moment um and not just trying to get the quick buck you know right now um i, th- I think they're the ones that uh, there'll be some kind of brand loyalty towards because um, let's be honest when it comes to apps when it comes to stream like streaming websites or you know kind of things like that that there is an element of brand loyalty that keeps these businesses afloat you know look at um look at stuff like netflix why that's still kind of you know prevalent <clears throat> look at itunes um a lot of places well, a lot of things have come to kind of I guess compete with iTunes, but you know they're they're still up there, in my opinion, as as you know, kind of leading the way for for music streaming. You've obviously got Spotify and all, all the other platforms as well. But I think those that are looking forward and and will help society and and humanity and people like us, um, I think they're the ones that we will stick by when things get rosy again. Um, yeah. Which I hope they will fairly soon, because like you said, salespeople aren't wired to to stay at home and. I'm I'm slow, I'm slowly losing my rag. Uh, if I hadn't lost it before, I'll be completely honest. Um, yeah, I'm I'm discovering more and more things about myself uh, on a daily basis, and yeah, yeah it's um, it's crazy. But anyway, you know, we we have to do we have we have to do what we have to do for for humanity, right, and and for others around us. So yeah, there you go, Niall. <clears throat> what you're doing is is potentially saving uh, Akish from completely losing his rag. <laughs> um, Cheers, Niall. <laughs> We will go to our our break. We'll come back with a piece of technology news slash trailer, if I'm perfectly honest. My favorite. That's like asking my favorite child. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite podcast? Uh, I think Football Ramble. House of Rugby. Um, Billy Yang's um, podcast. Freakonomics. Um, Is Science Versus. And they're always very quirky. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, I listen to that a lot just because the camaraderie and the individuals. Yourcast is a brand new podcast series where we talk to people making podcasts. On this show, you're going to hear some exciting new talents as well as some of the biggest names in the podcasting industry. We're releasing weekly in all the places where you'd normally get your podcasts from. 
So our tech news for today. This is tech news because um, it's a report that was released this week by Dot Everyone, People, Power and Technology, the 2020 Digital Attitudes Report. I want to talk about it for two reasons. There's a stat in there that caught my eye that I thought was quite amusing and I thought we could talk about it very quickly and, and uh, as a way of talking about the report. And also because um, Dot Everyone's CEO, Catherine Miller, recorded a podcast episode with me earlier today that will be Tuesday's show. So if this sounds interesting... Hey, it's a bit of a hook to listen to Tuesday's show if you weren't planning to already. So, you know, a bit of tech news and a bit of a trailer. Um, so look, they, they, the Dot Everyone are the think tank behind responsible leadership and technology. They put forward a lot of legislation or legislate, legislative ideas rather to the government. But they, they, they also kind of talk to the public about their attitudes towards technology. Um, there's some really pertinent stuff in here, really topical. Uh, there is also one thing that I thought was was amazing. Um, so 45% of people feel that there is no point in reading terms and conditions online. 45%. 55% think that they should be reading. Ter- I have never read terms and conditions in my life. People are lying. <laughs> I want to I want to meet who these people are that actually read terms <laughs> and conditions. Honestly, who are like who are they? And and how much time do they have and what do they what do they look for you know it's just like yeah well that's a good question what what in terms and conditions online yeah, is, is gonna yeah. cause a red flag what are you looking for um oh that's to be fair i mean if if more people are reading them then they're not it's probably a good them. thing it's probably it's, it's probably a good thing and i'm definitely in that 45 percent and have been for as long as i can remember <laughs> and, yeah, and, like, do you know what the, i think the only terms and conditions i've actually read are getting a house and a car i think yeah, i don't actually it. think i read my contract properly when i signed it at work I no like I, no 21 I, so yeah yeah no i i didn't either um I was you, just like, please give me a job yeah <laughs> you, you look at you look at where it says oh we offer you a permanent job you look at the salary if it sounds about right you go yeah you know i'll i'll, I'll sign up to it um but yeah <laughs> I, I apart from that and and i sign up to things all the time like I'm, I'm, do you know what I mean? Even yeah, just yeah. to re- even just to record this, there were some terms and conditions that came up before we could get on this platform to record the podcast, and I just went, "Oh yeah, okay, cool." Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're make, we're making a joke of it, and and the report obviously is very serious. It talks about the fact that people understand the value of data, but they have mm. no great ability to shape their online experiences. They feel that they are resigned to bad experiences as part of the use of tech. So, fifty percent of people feel it's part and parcel as well that people online will try and take advantage and, ch- and cheat them. But still, fifty five percent of people are not reading terms and conditions. You are lying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although maybe that is a figure we should aspire to because it yeah. probably would create a slightly better world on a serious Correct. Point. Yeah. And and we'd probably be a bit more uh, careful with what we do with technology and data. Yeah, well. just a bit. If you want if you want a serious conversation about that report, tune in next <laughs> week. But I just thought I'd flag that 55% because uh, I don't believe them. Um, apart from that, though, have a lovely weekend, Akish. I, I will actually see you in about an hour and a half. Um, Yes, yeah, we will. I'll see if yeah. I can find anything vegan. Yeah, and... Uh, I don't think I'm going to do your starter tapas <laughs> idea, mate. No, fair enough, fair enough. I, I did say just order a vegetable pizza, vegetarian pizza. but the, uh, it's bread cheese. with veg on it. Yeah, true. I don't know. Well, I'm sure you'll find we'll something. What, we'll see what I find, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, Perfect. talk to you soon, and uh, thanks for tuning in. <laughs>